0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Spawn On Me cast, episode 19. I am your host, Khalif Adams, and I am joined today with not Cicero Holmes. (laughs) Ha ha. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I am joined with two imaginary people. Not really. They're actually really here. Two people who I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. Well, not not, not one of them, because he's already been on the show for like four times already, I think. But this other cat. Four Pete. 4p he's a 4p champion he is like the spurs of the spawn on me podcast and uh (laughs) that is sharif jackson from sharifjackson.com how are you sir
1: what's up man i'm doing great doing great looking forward to the show
0: word 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 and we also are joined with a friend of mine who i've been gaming with for god almost a decade and change now it's been like how many years like how long
2: it's been over 10 years which i guess would be over a decade but oh yes. my!
0: I had hair. I was like a
2: buck fifty. I had like muscles. Yep. Your yeah. name started with Merck in front of it. Oh wow! That's yeah, I did that, wow! That's, <laughs> oh my
0: goodness! That's true. I was an internet gangster. I look like one. Of, I look like a black dude, but I look like a, a black version to do from Bad Dudes. <laughs> Such a violent youth you were. I, I was. I was. I was like hitting people in the street. We're, we're all dead. disturbed that it, young. It, it was for the. It was for the Dragon Ninja Clan though. It was worth it it was worth it uh we are joined with daryl johnson from world-renowned studios blur studios i'm sure you've seen their work everywhere if you've seen anything on e3 in the past at least but 10 years or so you've seen some of their work uh what's going on daryl how's everything man everything's
2: great man thank you for having me on the show i'm super excited for you to be on the show is this your first podcast this is my first podcast. He's oh. popping nice. my first Welcome. podcast, Cherry.
0: Yay. This is That makes me happy when I can bring people on. This is their first podcast because it's dope like that. I appreciate it. Um, no problem. So we're going to kind of jump into it. Um, actually, we're going to do a little bit of house cleaning. Uh, I want to thank uh, Professor Trey Andrea. Oh, I'm sorry. I almost... Choked on a brownie. I ate almost halfway before the podcast started. Uh, I'm, I was eating a brownie before we started. You, need,
1: was, to, you need to redefine choking
0: because it was like almost a when gulp. You're actively eating. It was a gulp plus a like an inhale at the same time. So I almost died. It's not my fault.
2: <laughs> you almost had a heart attack on the show. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's Another black man dies from I don't Care fear. about
1: your my cardio infarctions. They can go to hell. Damn,
2: that's messed up. I almost but died it no was one. it was a low sodium brownie and he still died. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it was like a low sodium veggie soy.
2: Anyway,
0: <laughs> I want to thank Trey and Trey mm-hmm. <laughs> Russworm for being on the show last week. She did an amazing job. We were so so happy to have her on. She like dropped massive amounts of knowledge uh, with Cicero, who is on location doing things across the, across the seas. Well, not really. He's across the country. He's doing some things um so thank you for everyone who listened last week and has been listening for all this time uh i was not on because there are some life things going on with me i am moving to portland oregon woo uh, yeah uh, i'm moving to portland oregon uh to go work out there and um research slow sodium brownies uh, so so i'll be doing that to try to help black people everywhere um, uh, so that's the reason I haven't been on the show. And I may miss a couple more shows because we will be in the process of actually moving. Uh, so we'll be having co-hosts and Cicero will be grabbing
2: people excuses, out of the
1: internet. Excuses. It is excuses. I, I mean, if, look, if, if you, you don't mind, can I interrupt? Podcast from the plane.
2: Can I interrupt, Cleve? Yeah, absolutely. The real You're, reason why he's going is because he found that there is a missing market out there for streetwalkers. And he's gonna take over all of the corners and just just make bank. Just so that y'all know,
0: I have been told once or twice that I have really nice calves, dude. He's got some pretty eyes. I'm saying, I'm saying, saying I have those Betty Davis eyes. I I don't know why. Why? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) anywho. Anyway, Let's get back on topic. Back on topic. So we're going to talk about you, Daryl, because you are working for an amazing studio who does amazing work. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to, wanted to bring you on the show is because we want to spotlight people uh, of color who are doing things in the industry that people may not know about. So there's a small child out there in, in uh, the streets of Burkago, which is not going to be called Port Cago, maybe, uh, who's like, hey, I want to be able to do things like Daryl Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> in, that He's voice. in that voice
2: hey, oh hey that's like want- your unisex voice too it could be boy or girl
0: kind of sort of that's the reason why i used it hey <laughs> i want to be able to make video game yes. things it's who, who do i talk to and you can be like hey child i am daryl johnson Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah absolutely so can you can you go into exactly what you do uh, for blur and, and what blur is because i'm sure people have seen your work but may not know exactly what the studio does so if you can go into a little bit of that that'd be awesome
2: all right um like like Khalif said my name is daryl johnson um i hail from detroit michigan all right don't feel sorry for me i love that country that place <laughs> is my home but uh um Video games, man, that's my life. And uh, I grew up playing video games, wanted to be in video games, and then, hey, look at me now, I'm working on video games. Um, I work for Blur Studios. I just got hired there in November. That is a studio full of just nothing but talented people. And, you know, when we talk about them today, we're talking about all of the talented people at Blur. Because believe me, it takes an entire team to do what they do in the short amount of time that they do it. But, um... Uh, over there Blur, I'm a scene assembler, so pretty much what I do, I do lighting, I do compositing, I do modeling, texturing. Um, I do a lot of the final touches to make those trailers just look awesome and uh, bring them to you at E3 and uh, other venues like YouTube. But, um, I mean, it's it's a dream job for me, bro. It really is. And uh, I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's
0: like, so you said you started working there in, uh, in November or so um like i remember first being aware of them when i played injustice and yes. s- and saw the um that slow motion kind of um uh, montage of of the superheroes kind of beating each other up and you see things like that and you're like wow how does you know who are the magical people who make this who make these things kind of <laughs> happen and now i actually know someone who makes these things happen it's kind of awesome so did you did you always wanted to did you always want to go into art or were you always an artist was was it something that you had you know we all kind of played video games when we were small we've had this um, as our hobby for, for now from since we were little until now uh, was that was that a main focus of yours was going into art um to
2: be honest with you um I always loved art I always loved drawing I lo- always loved like copying the covers of like comic books and stuff like that but um it was when I was in high school I started to do one of the vocational schools I started to do CAD and, um, in the back room, my teacher would have, um, 3ds max up, which is more like a freestyle version of CAD, you know, do what you want, let your imagination build whatever you want. And, um, I started using that and I started realizing, I'm like, this is kind of what I want to do. And, you know, and in conjunction with playing video games, I just kind of learned that this is what I really want to do. I knew it was going to be a long trip. I knew it was going to be a long journey. I knew it was going to be some years, but, uh, I mean, I stuck to it. I worked my full time job at AT&T as a lineman, climbing up the telephone pole. Wow. For the, you God. know? <laughs> but, uh, hard. but, um, going to school full time, doing all that. So, I mean, there is no excuses. And I'll tell anybody that, um, anybody who's dishing out excuses on why they can't do it, that ain't nothing but an excuse. I love this industry because if you don't get in it, it might only be your fault. It's nobody else's fault but your own. So, um, I made it um I'm happy for it and uh I'm just living in it now
0: yeah yeah that's really great to hear man no nah, that's really that's super dope I mean it's again it's it's one of those things that we want to spotlight because it's really hard for people to see themselves in the positions that that necessarily you are in and other people who are doing work and they don't necessarily look like you and they look like us and stuff like that so it's it's even more satisf- satisfying for me personally to be like, yo, that's my boy Daryl. Daryl just <laughs> made that crazy, ridiculous joint that I just saw on E3 or whatever. Um, so, speaking of E3, we're going we're gonna to move over to that. I know you did a little bit of hanging out at E3 this year.
2: So, how yes. was that? That was nice. This was my first year at E3. Um, and <clears throat> might I say, this was an awesome time. The first The first day I went to go pick up my badge on Sunday and as soon as you get to e3 you just see this life-size titan from titanfall (laughs) right and i'm like are you serious i'm like they did everything and um i went inside to get my industry badge and like i started seeing stuff as they were setting it up i'm like oh man this looks cool big destiny like mock-ups and stuff and um as soon as e3 started up man it was surprisingly fun entertaining but it didn't feel too crowded like even though there was a lot of people there, it wasn't like Comic-Con crowded. It wasn't shoulder to shoulder. It was a lot of people that were either artists um, working for other studios or just people in the media. And everybody there just wanted to see good work. Everybody just wanted to see what the new thing was. Right. So um, it was actually very comfortable. You know, so the funny thing about E3 was as I'm walking around, if you walk around E3 and you start saying to yourself, man, that dude looks familiar. He probably does because he's <laughs> probably famous. Like, I saw, um, I can't remember his name, but he did the voice for The Last of Us in uh, Infamous. Oh, Alex Baker? uh, Troy Baker? Troy Troy Baker. Baker, Dude, I'm just, like, walking down the hall, down the hall west, and I'm like, dude, that, yep, that's him. Okay. I was just checking. (laughs) And I'm walking. I'm like, oh, that's Big Black. Okay. From Robin Big. All right. That's what's up. You know, I don't really get starstruck, (laughs) but I thought it was pretty cool because everybody was pretty much just walking around doing their thing and just enjoying games. So um it was a great environment to be in. That's dope. I mean I I think um
0: when did I go? I went in two thousand five. I snuck in uh with a fake business card for Ka- for for uh Kajai Inc. Uh that Back really in did, the day. Yeah, when you can actually sneak into E3 and and, and get in and I was like super, I was like not the starstruck dude, but I was totally starstruck. I saw like the dudes from a uh, giant bomb <laughs> and I was like, Oh snap is yo, it's Jeff Gersman, yo. Yo, I like Jeff Gersman, yo. <laughs> and I tried to go over to him and then I punked out. And I never and I never did it. So, Jeff Gersman, hey, what up?
1: You like got to do it, man. They really appreciate it, man. I was at the 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 consumer electronics show and I ran into like the guys from like One Up back when that was going. And I was like, "Hey,
0: Garnet, what's up?" Yeah, see, that. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's weird yeah, because this up to people. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. I'm really shy when it comes to things like that. I don't really I'm an introvert. And I don't know how to speak to people. You would that's, think that that's not the case. But that's why weird. we're doing
2: podcasts. Yep. Because I can speak <laughs> to
0: you motherfuckers through the Internet. It's amazing.
2: And if we can all see Khalif right now, y'all be like this mofo right now. Oh, I, I won't even tell you what he's wearing, but it's all good. We're not going to talk about it's all good
0: We're not going to talk about that. That is not that is not what we're uh, going to discuss right now because mm-hmm. that is not a part of the uh, the docket. Nope, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else that you want to talk about that, uh, about Blur or anything that you that you possibly worked on? back in the day or I should back in the day or you know anything that you had the, the chance to work on that you can talk about I know there are lots of things you can't talk about but uh, some of the things you can uh, do you want to go into some of that too
2: um I can talk about like my first project a little bit um w- working in Michigan I was doing a lot of cars for like Ford GM doing broadcasts and commercials for them and I got hired in at Blur and my first project was a uh, Batman Batman um, Arkham Knight And uh, lo and behold, first job I got, I got to work on some more cars. But this car was (laughs) the Batmobile. So this was pretty dope. So they gave me like all the establishing like Batmobile shots and like, Daryl, we need to make this car just look sexy like a car show. And I'm like, oh, man. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Like it, it it's it's one thing like lighting a Ford Explorer, but when you start lighting a Batmobile, you've reached the next tier of lighting cars. It was just <laughs> It was fun. I mean the the um the initial shock of just working at Blur, it's still here every now and then. I think at least once or twice a week, I still sit at my desk and I look around, I look at other people's desk and I'm like Dude, I'm at Blur. I'm like, holy shit, this is really happening, you know? And um, I don't think that wears off because, um, it, dude, there's just so much talent in that building, man. And there's just so much work going on in that building. It's so cool just to come in 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm sorry, I lied. I come in at like 11 o'clock in the morning and and just <laughs> walk, walk up the stairs and you see that dude working on that. You're like, oh, that's that. That's that. That's that you're like okay i'm gonna sit on my desk and i'm gonna work on this and you know i wish i could say this and that and what this and that is but you know i can't that so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah i don't want you to get hit by a bat- batarang out of nowhere I know. <laughs> come through the
0: window a dude, blur batarang, bat- batarang dude we're worried about
2: darts man we got nerf darts over there at um <laughs> blur. so funny story if you if you got a second yeah of course um the first few weeks, I noticed, you know, a lot of studios, they do the Nerf Dart thing. Everybody's having a good time. And uh, about two or three weeks into me being hired, you get an email goes across and you find out some dude got hit in the eye by a Nerf Dart.
0: And you're <laughs> like, oh, man, that
2: really just happened? So, you know, I'm like, okay, we're still playing Nerf Darts. Months go by. And I want to say about a month ago, somebody got hit in the eye again with a Nerf Dart and got Yo, sent boy. to the ER. And an email went out. And it was so funny because at this point, there's this dude that uh, works in effects and he just bought like this Nerf dart mod kit that changes all the inner parts into titanium steel, oh like God. aerospace, NASA springs and shit. And like fires this thing at like 500 feet per second. <laughs> like this, this thing <laughs> is putting happened. a hole through like concrete wall. And, and as soon as they sent that email out, they're like, no more Nerf darts and the bad thing about the <laughs> dude who got shot in the eye he wasn't even playing he was sitting at his desk just trying to do hey. some work
1: hey it's that sh- straight bullet <laughs> man that's, that's what pharaoh was talking about that straight bullet gets you man yeah yeah shame see that yeah I, actually i actually have a uh question um now when i think about like a place like blur i would imagine that the environment in terms of like are there just like huge murals of this stuff on the walls is there, like, like blown-up kind of photos of some of the stuff or um, anything like that? The,
2: they do do some of that stuff. They do have, like, big posters. But I think the the most memorable thing in the new building that they have, they have an entire, like, the old-school, like, library stack-type wall full mm-hmm. of comic books. Nice. So oh, that's like, awesome. So, like, if you get a chance, if you go on, like, Vimeo, um, V-Ray did a small doc on like um v-ray and the studio and you can kind of look at how blur is all laid out it's a pretty pretty dope setup that they got but um i would definitely check that out check out blur blur blur.com and uh like i said they're also on vimeo if anybody is in the art industry and you don't have a vimeo account get vimeo because (laughs) vimeo is that upper class and youtube is just that you know That's that. That's a place that you go to when you just want to look at that dude who jumped into a bath of Coca-Cola with a Mentos suit. (laughs) (laughs) I say that because before this podcast, I got struck by YouTube and (laughs) I saw a video and then I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole clicking links and links and links of the next person in Mentos and Coca-Cola. So you mean you will not be seeing the Why Must I Cry video on Vimeo? Nope. Nope. After this, I'm going to watch some Chocolate Rain chocolate green. Wow. Oh, oh my god right, bring Wait. that back
3: <laughs> you took it so <laughs> far back Keep bringing it back man.
0: oh man hey Tay <laughs> we don't want you on the show I just wanted to shut you out Tay <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that's when you that's when you know it's time for me to shut the show down when
2: Tay on the show you ain't got enough RAM on your uh, video to get him recording because he's got to take a breath every five seconds. Oh my god, that, that'll <laughs> that'll be the day.
0: That'll be the last show. It'll be like my Arsenio Farrakhan show. It'll be just me be Day on, on the last episode. I can't wait. I, I can't I, wait for it. Oh my god. Um. So, and also, I want to say this really quick. I want another reason why I want to thank you, Dow, for being on the show is because we got our wires crossed earlier today where we you know i i schedule the show and try to get folks on the show <laughs> and i was like daryl it'd be great for you to be on and i was like 7:30 p.m uh is when we're gonna tape we usually around the, is the time we tape and uh i never specified a.m or p.m mm-hmm. so daryl being the trooper he was and being the most amazing person on the planet got up at 4:30 a.m uh wow. pacific mm-hmm. time pacific time and was sending me messages like, "Yo, I'm. I know. I know. I I know I ain't get up this early. And we ain't doing this. And I'm still. I'm on like dream number three, and and don't even know when my phone is ringing. And I and I got I got up at my normal time and I looked at it. I was like, Oh no, you got up at 4:30 in the morning. Oh no. So so thank you again for <laughs> for for being no, on no, the it, show.
2: It's all good, man. I'm excited to be on the show. I, I mean, I felt terrible all day you know you're a really good friend and um i really i actually really enjoy listening to the show especially at work because i can totally just zone out listen to some good conversation and like you said last week's some um, episode was really good i enjoyed that she dropped a lot excellent. of knowledge on a lot of people
1: very word, excellent show
2: word 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 reef you've been okay everything's been good this week
1: yeah man it's been good you know just uh been uh digging my heels in some games and uh like the weather has been so nice, I'm like, you know what? I want to be outside. I want to be inside playing some games. So <laughs> That's uh, kind of what's been going on. So yeah, it's 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 been good though, man. Th- thanks for asking. Appreciate
0: so it. so basically, you have been rebuking weather. Yeah, I've been
1: rebuking weather, man. Well, I I'm I'm in Wisconsin though, so I never trust that it's gonna stay warm. <laughs> like I just believe that within five minutes it's gonna be like three feet of snow you know or something so you
0: know oh my god yeah that's true you do have like different weather out there than what we have on now now the east coast i don't know what it's going to be like when i move west i'm probably going to lose my mind because i've never never lived on the west coast ever. i'm already going crazy what's that i would i
1: I would think or i would think the northwest is pretty cool cold
0: it's from what i mean from what latitude
1: wise right it's pretty high up
0: yeah i mean from what people have told me it's like around the 60 you know in that 50 to set to 80 range often and then you get to like super crazy rainy season uh which i'm i'm kind of okay with i don't mind because i'll be inside because i don't like the rain uh and i'll probably just learn to like it it'll, it'll be whatever it is and that's that that is what it is but um uh, I'm sure it'll break me down at some point. And I guess <laughs> that's a quick way to put us into the breakdown. Break it down. Break it down. So in the past couple of weeks, we had a couple of um, alphas and betas basically uh, drop on us. We had the Battlefield hardline data, um, data, I mean beta. We had the hardline hardline beta and we had the destiny alpha drop um i had a chance to play both of them did you guys get a chance to play either one of these i did
2: which one did you play i played both uh hardline and the destiny alpha what about you Reef? what did you get did you get a chance to play, uh, any of it?
1: play a lot of hardline
0: man a lot all hardline. right all right so let's let's jump into hardline first um i guess darla i'll let you start off what did you think of the uh the hardline beta
2: so it uh it it of course, it felt a lot like Battlefield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, to be honest with you, I just don't know what to expect anymore from EA and the Battlefield franchise. You know, it's not like we're gonna get like some game changing uh, feature that's just gonna make Battlefield the new and hottest greatness and stuff. but uh I felt like it was more of the same, but the game type was definitely cool. getting money, you know, collect money, becoming the cops, chasing the bad guys. It was definitely different. But me personally it kind of felt like the same thing, just a bit. Yeah. Reef, what about you?
1: I thought it felt like the same thing, but that same thing to me is great.
0: You you um, still love you some battlefield. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So so like I'm an admitted Battlefield fan and Battlefield Four obviously had huge problems. So this to me is like a version of Battlefield Four that works. Uh, For now (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly With a closed beta and and a small load on the servers, whatever Um, But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I I do think it feels like a mod for Battlefield 4 The only thing about it is, it's really fun, man But I just don't feel like I should give EA $60 for this I was gonna ask you that Given (laughs) their track record with Sims and and 4 Like, they're still fixing 4, still
2: Yeah. Yeah
1: You know, and... It, like if hardline comes out at you know i know it won't come out at 40 but if it did it i, I, I would get it but i'm already seeing like buy the digital deluxe 70 dollars with three battle packs mm. and stuff and like i'm like yo like like they should really be chilling based on the craziness that they've had with uh battlefield 4 and what and like battlefield 3 wasn't that smooth either you know so i'm almost like I don't want to reward them (laughs) you know (laughs) so i'm probably not gonna get this um until it goes on sale even though i'm having a lot of fun with the beta i am yeah um i specifically like the one game mode they have uh blood money
0: right um
1: where, where like there's like two vaults and there's money pile in the middle and it's basically like you can either go to the money pile get money bring it to your vault or you could raid the enemy's vault and get there so it's like this constantly changing field of uh of like who's on top it's like actually pretty fun um but yeah i just don't want to reward them for their ineptitude with with your last couple of games you know
0: yeah it feels the same way for me where i i it doesn't feel like one it's worth 60 dollars two Again, in the same vein that you two were talking about, I don't want to reward them for bad for bad behavior, basically, and say, hey, let me give you more money when you still haven't fixed the game that I really wanted in the first place and got premium and all this other crazy crap for. Um, because I'm a huge Battlefield fan, and I love that game, but I also know that, that DICE is totally on the downside as far as that goes. Like, I know Visceral is taking over, and I know that they're doing their, their part, but one... Visceral really didn't do any good didn't really do anything on their last project either that I was really happy about they did Dead Space 3 and I hated that game yeah
1: was yeah that so, was really
0: so I so I don't know if I want to necessarily give them props for jumping ship and going into a new direction when they didn't do well by me the last time um, the one thing that does make me a little bit sad about me more than likely not buying it I'm, I'm not even going to say more than likely I'm not buying it Um is going to buy it I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm going <coughs> to buy it I'll buy, it on, I'll buy it on a Steam sale. Um, but it's it's the fact that I like what they did with some of the aspects of it. Like, I really like the the zipline stuff. I like the grappling hook stuff. Um, yes. the, the, the cops versus robber aspect is really, really appealing to me. I like the fact that that kind of tightens up the spaces and also makes it more urban. Uh, you know, I, I like warfare games, but I'm kind of sick of them as well. All those things combined make it fun, but it also, you know it it makes me worry that they're going to get they're going to get enough people to buy it where they're going to have people forget that they that they screwed up in the last iteration of their game. Yes. So, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's in a weird spot. It feels okay. I'm kind of interested in the in the episodic uh, content version of it where they said that each single player story is going to be like an epi- uh, like an episode of a TV show. That seems way more intriguing to me than anything else. Because uh, the multiplayer looks fun, uh, but the single player looks like it might actually be good, and that's actually one of the better things about it. Because Battlefield n- usually never had good um, single player stories. Uh, single player?
2: You? What is single player? I haven't played single player in so long. <laughs> uh, really bad.
1: It's it's like the perfect example of high production values, and that's it. I mean, because like they always have some cool cutscenes because they're trying to like. Call of Duty eyes, they're single player, and oh, it just falls flat. I mean, I, I, they're really bad. <laughs> Sing,
0: single player, basically, at this point, is like watching the BET awards. Mm-hmm. It's like you have all these really pretty things going on 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 the stage and on the screen, but the content is just not worth it. But you know what?
2: If they just came out in front and said that, like, and and I hate to use this example because you know I wouldn't say it flopped, but Titanfall, like Titanfall. Advertise of this is a multiplayer game right the single player is multiplayer like that's it there's no story to this just play it have fun do what you want to do if they just said hey this is a multiplayer game i'd be cool with that but as soon as you try to say we're going to put a single player aspect into it um put some effort into it you know make it make it good make it playable because i can't remember the last time i played a battlefield or call of duty single player i, I
0: can't i can't remember at all you can do it put your back into it basically <laughs> i mean that's the thing though is is they have an opportunity to do it i'm not i'm not gonna say that i will not play the single player i want to i actually want to see how that comes out i don't i may not pay for it but i will figure out a way to play it at least that part (laughs) i but i will more than likely not be shelling out my own money for that i doubt it seriously um, yeah and, and like it's a shame
1: because i'm having fun with the game but these other things i just i just can't
0: i can't do it i,
1: I can't like yeah i just don't want to give them that money like i have with three and four and just had them be like we could do whatever
0: yeah you know? i have to double x posse that that game not gonna be able to do it <laughs>
2: now l- yeah. let me ask you guys this let me ask you guys this what's up do you guys feel that games nowadays are coming out with too much customization like you remember when you played Call of Duty, you picked like one character, mm-hmm. and that was it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There was no customizing the camo for your gun, so it looks like it's all blinged out. There was no character put a mustache on them, put a top hat on them. It was just just <laughs> just the game, well, and and your gun. That was it. When you played Unreal, you just got a character and you had to go find the gun. <laughs> they don't even want you to find <laughs> the gun anymore. They're just like, here's your gun.
0: Go kill somebody now. I mean, I would I would be in favor of putting top hats in every game. Uh I I, I find no problem with that actually. Monocles. Yo, if I could nice look <laughs> if I could look I'm... like the deed on the peanut spot on the peanut spot <laughs> <laughs> in my game. I would pay, Listen. I'll pay $60 if they have that in, brand, <laughs> in in Battlefield Hardline. If they put that in it, I'll buy. it. I, <laughs> I want to rock a monocle a cane and look like Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <Mr>. That'd <joke, laughs> that to be dope. Um, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I think some of that is kind of the way that we've been trained in this. In in the most recent uh, games, like Call of Duty, once they got the whole leveling system where everything is a stick and a carrot, I think that was what changed a lot of um, a lot of how that works. Uh, you know, the single players in those games weren't necessarily great, except for what Modern Warfare Four, where they had yeah uh, all, all gillied up, and and all, and also um. Uh, I forgot which one it was, but the one that had no Russian in it, no Russian yeah. for for all the uh, the controversy that's that went part along. Two. With, that was part two. Yeah, yeah. For no all the controversy for. that went along with with that particular game, uh, with that particular scene as well, I think that was like a, co- a cohesive story in some aspect. Um, but some games just throw things together because they feel like they need to. I don't know if the customization necessarily affects that. I think it does. I think the uh, the the want to always add multiplayer to things is more of a detriment than actual customization, because I think it definitely, and and you would kind of, you would kind of know some of this as far as like pulling assets from one team to another team and how that affects, you know, projects going along. Uh, But I think being able to pull people from one team off the single player to just do multiplayer stuff, I'm sure affects a lot of aspects of how games turn out. What do you think, Ree? Oh, no, I agree. I mean,
1: I think that, like, you can definitely tell the games that focus. Like, it's the very rare game. Like, to me, The Last of Us had a fairly decent multiplayer and an awesome single player. But most games end up like Titanfall, where they clearly said... I don't think they focus on that single player at all. They just threw a little camera on the upper right side of the screen and said, hey, try to pay attention to this while you're trying to win (laughs) hard (laughs) points. Pretty much. You know, and uh, actually follow who these people are, you know. So, yeah, I I, I do think that sometimes teams try to do too much, and I think that they need to not listen to the – I think immediate gamer critique which, which which will be. I'm paying $60. I need to I, I need single player and multiplayer because I just don't think if they're not both quality, then I have no problem with a strong single player game or a strong like multiplayer game, you know. Um I think a good example of that is like the uh, Wolfenstein game, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh a lot of people were surprised by it, me included, cuz I wasn't expecting it to be good at all. I wasn't gonna buy that game, but like people were like reviewing it like, hey, this is actually a decent old school kind of shooter where you're double wielding assault rifles within five minutes of 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 the game, mm-hmm. and you know they really focus on the single player and and I think if they tried to also do some sort of call of duty like level up thing and you know it just wouldn't have worked so you know i I think that there definitely is something especially especially when like you have like a smaller team if you're not like a Like an Ubisoft or an EA or something that you probably need to focus on where your strengths are.
0: Yeah. I I mean, when you called me up and was like, Wolfenstein is dope, I was like, you're a liar. I was like, I don't believe you. And then I played a little bit of it and I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, And I think, I I mean, I think that's, again, just to reiterate what you said is like, you have to give the studios a chance to make the game that they want to make. And once you always kind of whine and complain that, you know, for my dollar per dollar, hour per hour budget, I need this to have multiplayer where it may not necessarily work. I think that winds up being to the detriment of most games that do that. Um, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to work on the opposite side, because when we played the Destiny Alpha um, most recently, you can see how the multiplayer stuff is going to work. Um, but I think this, the I think the actual single player efforts that they're going to be putting into that game is what's going to keep people there. Um uh, did anybody else play it? I, I know someone said that they else that they played. That. Yeah, I yeah, it. I played. I played
2: the Destiny. What did know. you What did you think about it? <clears throat> I actually uh, really enjoyed it. It brought something back that I haven't had in a while. Um, mainly being Bungie. I love Bungie. <laughs> uh, it, it, it did. It felt. And you'll hear people say it. And you'll hear this all over the net. It felt like Halo, and it felt like Borderlands at the same time. But right. it did. Like um the gravity was different, you know, I can double jump, I can use my rocket pack and float in the air and shotgun somebody from the, you know, from above them. I mean, like you said, the multiplayer aspect of it, you you see how that's going to work and then you see the single player aspect and you're still having fun doing both. It's not like uh, Titanfall where like you said there's just a little camera in the top right and you're trying to pay attention to this dude while you're trying to catch your heart, capture a hard point. But this one it felt more theatrical. Like I remember I was doing one of the missions in destiny and I had to go inside of a cave and just everything just slowed down for a second. The lights were dim. Like, you know, the lighting was great. The ambience was great. And, uh, I kind of got a little scared. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh snap. What's about to happen. I haven't felt this in a video game in a really long time. And, um, and it was fun just playing with other people too, because everybody was like, everybody be quiet. I want to hear what's going on. You know? And everybody was yeah. Like, oh, that's you know, true. And you miss that about games. Like, you know, when you played the newer Halos with the co-op, that was even still fun. Like, you know, playing co-op with friends in Halo and playing the story, it still felt good. And if you can integrate that into a game and make it work, then, hey, more power to you. And you're just doing a good thing for uh, all those gamers out there. Yeah, um, I agree. It was was actually something because I was
0: kind of lukewarm to Destiny, actually. I knew that it was coming out. It's kind of weird how things are playing out since everything is getting pushed to 2015. Um, so anything that looks like it may be decent, you're kind of really looking forward to it. Uh, you may spend money that you didn't necessarily have to because you need a game to play. Uh, but Destiny, I was excited for. I was, I knew what was going on. I saw the, I guess the three classes and, you know, the, the the discussions about the world and everything. But I haven't had a a, a beta or an alpha sell, sell me on a game in a long time and totally I was sold on destiny that, like wow. you said, the, the ambiance, the, 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 the way that the game feels. Um, I was never a huge halo fan. I, I again, it's one of those things that it, it is better when you play it with people because you just can kind of relax and talk crap, but, uh, it just looks, it just looks gorgeous. The world feels great. Um, I am a little bit worried about, uh, two things. I'm worried about the MMO structure and how that's going to work. Uh, in the beginning, early stages of the game, because a lot of times when you go into an MMO world, you know how it is where you have to do a lot of fetch quests and things like that, and some mm-hmm. things could be kind of repetitive in this kind of field. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about that, uh, and I'm also a little bit worried about the actual PvP aspect of it because I personally feel like the PvP feels good in some aspects, but I also feel like uh, uh, each character, they have their own specific, uh, like quote-unquote, special move, uh, and I feel like those special moves within that kind of uh, game setting feel like it breaks it a little bit. I don't know how they're going to balance that out enough to make it um, not feel too overpowering. I mean, you have to charge it up, and it takes a while for it to come up to uh, the ability to use it. But when you do use it, it's an insta-kill, basically. You can yeah. just wreck wreck through people, and it's just not even fair, especially if it's a mm-hmm. close game. So that may that may be like the one thing that I find is being a little bit off, but for the most part it feels good it's it, like it sounds amazing uh,
2: did you get to do any of the public event stuff as well um, I didn't I wasn't able to do a public event because I didn't have a uh, playstation plus this was the first time I played a PS4 <laughs> um, to ah. say but um, the game was, was still decent and still was, like a lot of fun um, gosh I forgot what I was saying go ahead Cleve i remember yeah, it was. I don't know. It's it's
0: a lot of things that like like hits those itches that you know. Like I haven't had. I played Borderlands. and I love Borderlands. I think that's a great a great series. Um, but I feel like it's going to hit a lot of those customization aspects that I really like, and it's, it's going to be another one of those games where you get folks together and you make a date to say, "Hey, I'm going to get on tonight. Uh, we we need a party. Can you can you jump on and stuff like that." um reef you have any questions or thoughts on on destiny and stuff uh
1: first question is why isn't this on pc uh, that's the first question <laughs> yeah uh, believe me i'm asking the same thing i i i'm I, I, I mean like there's definitely rumors that it could be coming but i just went to the website it's still only like why is it coming to, to last gen what i want to know i mean i know the install base is there
0: but i'm worried about that like, too ps3 and
1: 360
0: i mean come on man. i'm worried about that because that's another thing that's uh you know holding games back at this point i know that they have to do it i know they have to because you said the install base is so big uh but damn man you can feel it now you can see a, a big they, difference between they don't
1: have to they're bungee
3: yeah
0: I, I don't. But this yeah. isn't
1: like some small developer that needs every inch of uh base I, I, I don't know i if if like assassin's creed and these other games can be only uh you know current gen- I, I don't know i i I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but you just, uh, yeah, you just pulled
0: the you just pulled the Phoenix right. You were like objection, <laughs> objection. <laughs> no, no.
1: Like, well, the thing is, I need to like play it because out of everything I've seen, I'm still not sold on it. Okay, um, I've enjoyed Halo. I haven't played every single Halo game, but I did play through the first three. Um, and you know, I I mean, I think it's it's a decent game. I I mean, the first one is like one of my favorite like first person shooters, like bar none. Um, but I just didn't see anything in there that kind of separated it from that.
2: Well, I mean, let me ask you this, then, Sharif. Have, uh, yeah. have you played any MMOs by any chance?
1: Not that I've gotten like super into.
2: All right. How about Diablo? Have you yes. played Diablo? All right. Absolutely. So that the thing about Diablo that gets people hooked, especially when it comes to like legendary drops are uh, droppable, like customized items for your character, you yes. know, random loot drops, Um, the fact that destiny has random loot drops, it just brings something completely different to the game that a lot of first person shooters won't do. Because I mean, first person shooters, if you're playing call of duty, you're going to drop a gun. This gun is always going to be the same gun, whether if, if enemy a or enemy B drops it. But if you're playing destiny and you kill a guy and you see like this big green square fall on the ground, you're like, Ooh, something just dropped. You don't know what it is. It could be something cool. It could be something bunk. But, you know, you get it and you get this excitement of you're customizing your character right. and no character is the same. It's not like, oh, well, I'm playing Rainbow Six and I'm running with the MP9 and everybody can pretty much kill everybody the same way. You right. know, it's I've got this special cloak that gives me this bonus. I've got this gun that does this bonus. i got these boots that let me moonwalk. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> shit like that just, just adds a little bit more to it. Like um, when it comes to Diablo... Dude, I'm so addicted to legendary drops. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. You play legendary drops. I go to my stash sometimes just to drop it so I can hear the sound. it makes me feel good. <laughs> like, That's kind of amazing. Like, seriously, next time you play Diablo with some friends, take some, like, legendary drops, put it in your bag, and just drop it and see all your friends come running around. Who was that? Oh Who man, was, what is was that? that, that mother... Mother... I can't pick it up. Something's wrong. That's so funny.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I just don't see it yet. And I feel like it's, I feel like this should have been a game that I shouldn't have to play to be sold on especially being a fan of Halo already and being a fan of shooters in general but for some reason something's not clicking. I don't know if if they extend that beta that's coming out in July to the PS3. I'll try it out
0: then, you know, and 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 we'll see what happens. That's but that's not fair to you though cuz you won't have the pretty. Like I know, like I know, like man. that's the that's the one thing that I'm noticing now. Like I went back, I heard a really good conversation on another podca- podcast actually and they were talking about you know, um, they were hoping for Red Dead Redemption to be uh, oh, annou- annou- announced at E3, oh, and, I, be and awesome. uh, uh, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait for a new that'd Red be Dead. Awesome. Um, and I remember playing Red Dead and was like, wow, this game is gorgeous and beautiful and, and and amazing. But if I go fire that bad boy up right now, and then I look at some of the stuff You're that I will, uh, sh- yeah, I'm gonna be like,
2: I don't know. Yeah, it, it's 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 the double o seven part. syndrome, bro. Yeah. It's, it's the GoldenEye yeah, golden syndrome. Eye looks you, you sit there, you, you get together with your boys and you're like, man, you remember GoldenEye? I was oddball scooting around and stuff, all short and shit. And then next thing you know, somebody says, you know what? Let's play GoldenEye. That was a bad idea. <laughs> don't do that cuz as soon as you load it up you're like it didn't look this bad did it what what's going on here i mean that's I the thing
0: though right it's like we all have this like romanticized version i mean it was great when it when it happened i mean that was the reason why i have issue with i had an issue with final fantasy 7 i was told that it was the most amazing rpg on the planet and then i tried to play it having not played it at first when it first came out and then trying to go back to it and i was like look at this blacky hand bullshit <laughs> I can't do it, and I couldn't do it. With the fingers, this man Barrett. Show me is, some fingers. Barrett got no damn hands. He's a, Barrett is got a so high top fade Yeah, he had like he had like Mr. T face with yes. black hands. I was like, this is bullshit. So it's weird because like even even the jump between PS3 and PS4, I wonder if you don't play it on PS4 to begin with, if you if you won't have all the bells and whistles that'll make you say, hey, maybe I might get it. You know. It's it's a little bit difficult to 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 parse out now because it's the, you haven't touched it at all. But I wonder if that would be a detriment for you to having played it on last gen as a composed composed as opposed to current.
1: I don't think it would be a I don't think it'd be as much of a detriment for me because I know it's going to look like that. So my expectations automatically drop. I mean, like I like I just got my PS3. You know, the end of last year. I know none of those games you know look as nice as my PC games. Right. But I but I go well except for. The Last of Us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, uh, but, you know, I I just go in like, hey, like, you know, it's just not, you know, some of it might look dated, but whatever. You know, so I think it's just like more expectation setting and like I can deal with something that's not as shiny. I'm I'm less worried about the graphics and more about like if it supports all of the, like, uh, you know, all of the features of the uh, current gen versions, which I don't know about because I haven't read about if it's parody, like between the PS3 and PS4 in terms of like the amount of people that are on the servers and all that kind of stuff.
3: That's a good question. I haven't I, I haven't,
0: f- haven't heard anything about that either. Um, we'll look that up and we'll put it in the show notes somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you talking about PC just made me think about what happened this week uh, actually it happened today. We're taping. We tape every Thursday usually. Uh, so if you are hearing this on Monday, which you should be, cause will be listening to the spawn on me podcast hosted by Kali Adams and Cicero Holmes, <laughs> um, Word. The, st- the steam sale just dropped. So that means everybody's going to be broke for the weekend. At least, <laughs> at least I'm trying least. not to be, I'm hoping this is not going to be the case. So the steam sale dropped. It's going to run from what the 19th through the what again? I'm sorry. The
2: 30th. So, so the, Oh, my God. That's so long. I know. Oh, I know, so dude. Do you know people get their checks on one of those Fridays? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my first, I'm i I'm already in the, the the bucket already because The Witcher 2 went, it was like 19 bucks and it dropped down to like $4. So, so I just copped that. It's like, a must or, buy. It's a must buy, but it's also just like, you know, we all talk about our pile of shame. There was a, an article that we read, on I guess, on one of the early episodes. It was like like crazy amounts of people don't play half the stuff that they buy on Steam, period. Nevertheless, on the Steam sale, because you just wind up buying crap in bulk. Oh, my God. Are you guys well, afraid? No, <laughs> no,
2: no. No, you're right. What it is is you start to feel guilty because you'll see something. Like, I'm looking at something right now. I'm looking at Far Cry, Blood Dragon. It's 75% off for 374. I would feel guilty if I don't buy it right now. Wait a minute, exactly. Blood Dragon is how much? Exactly three seventy <laughs> four. <laughs> you see what I'm $3. saying? Dollars oh exactly. He's God. like, let me get my credit card. Come on, man,
1: ready. this is like but, going oh. to the bodega, man. But getting, but that's it. Like,
2: yeah, you're right. Like you look at your Steam in your library it is a pile of shame like all these games that you have not played if you go into your stats in steam and you see that you've only played 40 hours and you've got 150 <laughs> games and you know each one of them games is worth at least eight hours something is wrong you have a problem no. okay the first step is admitting <laughs> I,
1: I will say that now this i don't know if this only happens to me but i clicked on a game i was like that's a good price i clicked on it and it came up you already own this game. I was like, "When?" <laughs> you know that's bad. I was like, "When did I buy XCOM?" I don't remember buying XCOM. And then I like looked through my email for the receipts, and there was some other like midweek sale when it went down to like you know, five dollars <laughs> or something.
3: And I just wait. Hold on. I'm it. sorry. <laughs> I don't. I
0: don't want. I don't want this podcast to be the colleague who looks at his Steam app on his phone and t- and screams out prices. But they're doing the whole freaking Far Cry pack. Everything. Every Far Cry game for fifteen dollars. Yeah,
2: that's right. If I you don't have, own that, you need. I it don't now. want yeah. to
0: play Far Cry One, but it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> yep, I <I'm> mean Far <laughs> Cry Three on,
1: on a PC is pretty nice.
0: Oh, see, I never played on PC. I played it on 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 console, and I didn't even fi- I didn't even finish all of it. But now that I'm so hyped for freaking Far Cry Four, I'd have to go and get three and Blood Dragon now for fifteen dollars. This is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and you assassin's already assassin's creed 40 off got,
1: got the witcher 2 right so. i just i just
0: bought the witcher 2 another <laughs> another game that i'm not gonna be able to play because it's gonna be a long ass game like that's oh, the thing too it's man. not even a matter of money at this point yes it is a matter of money because uh, you know my wife is listening um but it's like a matter of time at this point like i just bought ufc uh like two days ago um, I traded in, like, every game I own, including Battlefield 4, because you suck dice. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to get Leafy Green up to championship status, and I can't play freaking a whole 50 hours of Witcher right now. I can't. There's no hey, way. Oh. It's the
1: struggles of being an adult gamer, man.
0: Oh, my God. Shit. This is like it
2: is. It's horrible. Like, right now, man, I can't even play a game. You want? I'm going to tell you what I'm playing right now as I'm working on this stuff at uh, Blur. Dude, I'm playing EVE online. Oh, my right? God. Now, 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 wait a wait, second. Wait, 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 wait. I'm about to even blow your mind even more. I'm not even playing the game EVE itself in game. I'm playing EVE poker. There's a third party site. No bullshit. That runs EVE poker for ISK. The the online that's currency great. for Eve, dude. Oh I God. have more fun playing poker <laughs> using Eve money, getting more Eve money. Can I say? Can I say <laughs> and that's this? That's why gaming is awesome. Yes, okay. that's
0: that's why gaming is awesome. That is totally why gaming is awesome. It's weird because so I remember not. I was always interested in Eve. I'd always heard stories about Eve. Eve is like some like crazy magical mystical thing, and then I saw this uh, uh giant bomb a uh, documentary where they went out to the Netherlands, I believe. And they basically talked to uh, CCP, uh, the company that runs, runs Eve. And they showed how the town, like they'll take isk in the town as a weird currency that you can buy, like real life things. And they have like all these monuments that are, you know, you know de- deals with isk and all this other craziness. And then I played dust 514 on the PS3 and saw how all that stuff runs. And, Yo, Eve players are nuts. Like the 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 way that the the systems work in that game, where real life people are like looking for other real life people to try to like get them into corporations, and you mm-hmm. know they they had this crazy battle where there were like six hundred million isk was was lost because people had battle cruisers that it takes it takes like a month to build, and they spent like their whole
2: isk cash, just like oh, dude, all, all this crazy. A like, month to build, mm-hmm. a year. Are what are you, what are you talking about? Yes, dude. There are ships in the game that literally takes manufacturing a year to build. That's crazy. That's what you hear on like Forbes, and then the six hundred million. It's more like um, like you'll hear it on the internet, and it'll be like a two hundred thousand dollar cash like battle just happened. Like if you were to translate that, it's two hundred thousand dollars of re- of US real life per- dollars. Yeah. Yeah, dude, like, and it goes so, it's so funny because, like, when you read these stories in Eve, like, I just read one, uh, recently about a month and a half ago about these dudes that were stalking this, this one player for three years. Yes, I think I read that. Yes. You, did you read that? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. So they waited three years for this player to log in and pull out of his dock to <laughs> shoot his ship down. That is All right, insane. I mean, it's crazy. It, it's, it, it really is a whole nother world inside of a game because um, there are people that will embed themselves in corporations for three to four years just to like throw a coup like they do background checks like they're straight up just like real world how they look into your background like there's a real background check you get an api key they see your employment history you know who you've killed and stuff are you just killing random people they see if you're a good dude and and then they hire you and then you work for a corporation that works for a corporation that works for like four of the only companies that own everything and E. It's, it's 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 seriously it's like comcast cbs and everything inside of eve oh my. it's and so
0: dope I, I wish i was joking no i know you're not that's the reason why i'm like i'm every time i hear people talk about the stories of eve i want to jump into that world so badly because it. it's because it's like it's holy cloak and dagger shit and it's fucking awesome but it's also just like i'm too far gone and every like all the wheels have already been in motion so long that i wouldn't know where to start and it just seems like it's bonkers, but it so is. dope at the same time. It's his own world. It is. I, I love it. It sounds so dope, man. I'm like people do crazy crap and just that dude got stalked for three years just to take his <laughs> ship out, and they were like, "Yo, oh man, um, shit." So we're gonna take a break. <laughs> I'm 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 like hype real now. I'm like hype right now. I can't even speak. <laughs> I said hype real now. Hype real now. <laughs> I'm gonna get hype real now. Uh, so we're going to take a music break uh, We're going to collect ourselves We're going to get yeah. some water I'm going to put my taco meat away And then uh, we'll be right back After this music break that's the,
3: joint, that's, the that up, that's the joint, that's the jam Turn that shit up, play it again That's the joint, that's the jam Turn that shit up, play it again That's the joint, that's the jam Turn that shit up, play it again I like the way the rhythm makes me jump and move It got
2: the feeling that makes me want to do my do Got me feelin' the joy till my green sky blue. And when you hear a cup, baby doll, I know you. We're feeling, Get up on the floor, start moving, son. Body parts that got brothers acting down. And they be acting down from the cut that's playin'. People breaking neck from this demonstration. We about mass appeal, no segregation. Got black to Asian and Caucasian. Saying, that's the joint, that's the jam. Turn that shit up. Play it again, that's the joint, that's the jam. Turn that shit up to the rhythm provided by the mind state affairs Classified to make your heat up and flare I swear, I serenade the soul and so beware And what's happening here? Sequel to heavenly Feeling a peace of mind, let your a wine. Maybe in time you can stop this crime But until then, yo, i am a to I'm saying That's the joint, that's the jam Turn that shit up, play it again That's the joint, that's the jam Turn that shit up, play
3: it again it's the jam, it's the jam, it's the jam, it's the jam. It's the jam. A, chicken, a, chicken, a,
2: chicken, a chicken. The gym, It's my gym, it's, my gym, it's, my it's the chill, it's the a chicken, a chicken, a chicken. The Got no state to feel with the jump that's real. I don't need no steel to make my point. Get down and dirty. Cause that's my joint. Ha, we prefer blah, make our point. Through a nation we build off the musical field or a visual thrill. We do what we feel, any time or place. On stage in your face, Or between team it
3: Mm-hmm. Some overseas Monday, out of town yeah. shit. Rockin a joint, rocking the right. turn that shit up.
0: Play it again. Alright, everybody, we again. are back from our music break. That was something that you turn have that not jam. heard play in a long time. This is when Black Eyed peas used to be good. Uh <laughs> that was Joints and Jam. Uh from their first album. This is pre Fergie. This is the pre-Fergie Black Eyed Peas. For you young folks, for you young folks who don't know, there was a group called Black Eyed, Pe- Black Eyed Peas that did not have Fergie in it, and that's when they were good,
2: and they made it. My humps, my humps, my humps, my humps. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. Um, Damn, that's gonna be on the air. Shit. Yep. That. Oh.
0: Oh. I'm putting <laughs> echo and reverb behind that part. That just is gonna. That just is gonna be great.
1: That's gonna be the next Blur uh, trailer.
0: Oh, oh my man. God, yo! If you could do a CGI <laughs> version of my humps, <laughs> yo. That would be kind. of oh, yeah, cleave in the back,
2: she's got me spit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God,
0: that would be the worst of ever. <laughs> that would be the lowest rated blur <laughs> trailer of all time. I'd be like, if you could 3D model my taco meat. Okay, so taco meat. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Let's talk about the taco meat. No, we're not going to talk about taco meat. We're, we're not going to talk about taco, taco No, because people, know. people,
2: know. people know understand taco, meat, taco meat, is. meat is. They know. You can if you guys comment enough about the taco meat, I will reply <laughs> and tell you what the taco meat if is. If you
0: send us five-star ratings, which we will read on air, <laughs>
2: we'll totally talk about taco yeah. meat. Boom, taco meat.
0: Oh, God. Uh, yeah, this show is off the rails. Okay, so uh, PewDiePie, if you know who PewDiePie is, do you all know who PewDiePie no. is?
2: Unfortunately. Uh, so, dude.
0: PewDiePie, if you are not aware of this person's uh, magnitude on the YouTube scales, he is basically the most subscribed person to on YouTube. He makes lots of video game videos. Uh, he is kind of not ushered in the Let's Play genre, but he's kind of spearheaded it and made it one of the most popular uh, ways that gamers can make money. Um, and he is making $4 million a year at this point because of his videos.
1: Say what?
0: $4 million dollars a year. A I am writing my two weeks notice for Blur right now. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> so if, so if you can make high pitch noises and scream at the top of your lungs and say gobbledygook into a camera, <laughs> you can make $4 million a year like PewDiePie. So PewDiePie uh he and some other folks uh there's another um guy who's out there he had a little bit of trouble his name is KSI he he became kind of familiar with people where he used to do a lot of youtube uh fifa videos but later on he got in a little bit of trouble because he had some kind of misogynistic things that he did at a conference where he kind of went up to a a, a booth babe quote unquote booth babe and kind of like asked her if he could like rub on her breast and said this out on camera and like totally was a douche uh, but he's also making lots of money. He has lots of subscribers. He's on, he's on like all the time and making, I'm sure, a pretty significant amount of money. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how and why Let's Plays are viable. I'm an old man at this point. I know that this feels like this is one of those things where I'm standing on top of my porch and I'm like, I don't understand this Let's Play nonsense. Someone explain it to me. Can you guys explain <laughs> it to me? I don't understand the appeal. Please explain. Well,
1: the, the the appeal for me is I never sit and watch an entire one, but if I'm curious about how a game looks, I will pop into some and maybe just skip around a, a little bit, like get a sense of like how it looks right. in like not like I'm going to show you a trailer with the most bombastic moments all in one. Like I think it is good if you're. I mean, to me, it does influence gaming purchases. Like for me, at least, like if it's a game that i'm kind of thinking about or like one that might not have a lot of trailers and uh stuff i don't get people that watch the entire things though um i can understand it from a live streaming perspective if you're chatting with people and making fun of stuff and you know because like that's what like twitch is like good for and stuff but yeah it's so like i I can understand parts of it but not all of it
2: yeah daryl do you have any thoughts on that um, It's funny. I, I'm the same way. I will totally go to see, especially if, it, if a game looks good or if I just need to hype myself up for later on because I know I'm going to own that game. But it's so funny because I don't go to specific people's websites to look up games. I just either go into Google, type into YouTube, and say blah, blah, blah game gameplay. And, you know, I just want to see a few minutes of it, you know, like Sharif was saying, see if it's something I'm interested in, see if I can get hyped for it, and then I go buy it right you know right
0: yeah i don't know it's weird like maybe it's me conflating the the genre of let's plays in general with my dislike for pewdiepie's stick and <laughs> I maybe maybe that's what i'm doing and more than anything if i'm really being honest about my feelings here if i'm telling you all my feelings out on the internet i don't understand it because a lot of i mean it's weird because i watch a lot of twitch now at this point as well and it feels like you know, we had that conversation two episodes ago when, when, I think when you were on reef, when we were talking about how, uh, oh, no, no, actually we hadn't had this conversation yet. Um, I, what was it? Reggie, I think at E3 was like, I don't understand. He's like, I don't understand the appeal of Twitch. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I sat there and you know, I heard that quote and I was on Twitter and I was like, I totally get that at this point. Like I understand some aspects of it, but I'm, I'm so not used to the like, begging aspect of it because it doesn't feel it feels genuine because people have been doing it for a long period of time the ones who have been doing it for a while they have homegrown audiences you know we're trying to grow our own audience here and it's difficult in the beginning stages but it's also like i don't i don't ever feel like i'm being disingenuous with the audience like you're getting you're getting who i am as a human being if you were to come and talk to me on the street this is more than likely what you would get um but i'm also doing it in a format where it, le- it lets me have the ability to kind of you know, filter things out and move things around, and the interactions are a little bit different when you have that m- like machine gun version of, of people coming into your room with all these sound effects. And then you have to like acknowledge each and every individual person because if you don't, they're a lurker as opposed to a subscriber. And then you have to say things like, I don't talk a lot when I play games. Like, if anybody's ever watched a Twitch stream that I've ever done, I w- I'm playing the game. I'm not really talking to people as much as I guess that I should be because I need to pay attention. And it seems like there's a formulaic way of doing a Twitch stream now at this point that I don't find appealing and don't find entertaining. Um, do, you guys, do you guys feel any of that or is, it, is am I just bugging out?
2: No, no. I feel the same way. I tried to do Twitch streaming and the consensus from what I got is you have to pretty much do a dog and pony show every second that you're on Twitch. Right. Like people will join my stream and people will say something, do something, go kill yourself. And I'm like, what just happened? You know, and, yeah. and I feel like I have to please the audience. But um, the one thing I will say about Twitch is, and, you know, me and you, Khalif, we've played a lot with, you know, our entire clan of people, if whether it be Call of Duty or something. But we've played and then had conversations inside of a game like, oh, man, if we only recorded that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like. I have yeah. watched people's Twitch, and I've just had a ball just watching them have a good time. Mm-hmm. And um, yes. like doing that, that is something I would be into. Like, if, if, like I said, I'm going to get a PS4. We're going to get the gang back together. And we need to start doing Twitch feeds and just do our thing. Because the stuff that comes out of our mouths, the things that happens, I mean, like you said, it's, it's unadulterated, it's unrated, and it's just raw and it and it's good and that's when it's really good you know and the fact that they have it now integrated with all of our consoles games pcs and we can do it let's do it then what do you think Ree?
1: yeah yeah i i agree with that i definitely like the um you know ability to capture sort of some of the hilarity the spontaneity of gaming i mean i've definitely had those conversations too with like my friends like man if like we were recording those unreal tournament <laughs> back in the day, you know it'd be it'd be great um but at the same time, it's like when you go to a place like Twitch, I mean, they always roll out those stats that say like people only watch like the top, you know, whatever percentage of channels and everything else has like, you know, kind of one or two like viewers on it, you know, and that's where I think Reggie was really coming from that like, and and, and I also think part of it is just like Nintendo being, you know, a very kind of conservative company where they want to curate everything. So like they're like, yeah, like we'll let you, you know upload these mario kart highlight things to like a youtube but the twitch thing nah because it's going to be a whole bunch of people with like you know with like no viewers
0: yeah yeah i mean
1: and 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 i think it's kind of a i don't necessarily 100% agree with them because i think especially with something like the wii u any promotion is good promotion so even if you have people with little viewers it's better than nothing And a lot of people, I think there are a a significant amount of like a people that are, that are so out of tune with what Nintendo is doing that they don't realize how good some of these games look. And they're still thinking of things from like a 480i kind of Wii perspective. So I think that by putting their stuff out there, it might be a boon for them, but at the same time I can understand him wanting this curated thing because Nintendo wants to control every, everything like they're a very classic Japanese yeah
0: i mean yeah i get that it's i mean that that whole nintendo side of that is very very different because like you said they they are coming from a very old school kind of perspective um it makes me think you know like the youtube versus twitch version of that you know i was watching um friend of the show ian ian boudreau uh was doing some nuclear throne videos uh because you know they're in early access still they haven't necessarily um come all the way out from Vlambeer uh, run by Rami Ishmael. Um And they basically, you know, let people out into the world. And was like, Hey, we, we have this game. We're not going to beef about it if you play it. And he had a couple of uh, really good let's plays and like one throughs and walkthroughs of how the game works. And, you know, some of the, 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 systems that, that run within it. And maybe, maybe for me, it's just the style thing. Like I can watch his videos. They're short, they're concise, they, they, they have a point, you know, you get through a couple of rounds and then you're done and then the video is over. Um, the streams though, you know, like I watched, uh, what was it? A guy who's really big on it. His name is Lyric. Uh, he's like a huge YouTuber. I mean, a huge Twitch streamer. He's making shit tons of money at this point and he's doing, you know, whatever game fits his fancy for the day. And I can't watch it. It's, it feels like I'm at this <laughs> level where I am the old guy on the porch right now. Like it feels like it's for, uh, because it makes me think who is who is the demographic for this? Who are the people who are watching these things? Because PewDiePie again, I'll probably I'll link to um one of his more um watched videos, and it's like speaking to people like they have just had a lobotomy. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand the the reasoning and how that is entertaining for people. And it makes it makes me feel like I'm the one who's like old and out of touch. But also I'm just like, is this a thing for the 25 year old crowd as opposed to the 35 year old crowd? Probably. And like who are the people who are catering to the 35 year old crowd? because like, I'm like I think that we try to do that but again, it's in a in different format. I don't know. do you have what do you think?
1: I think it's format related. I mean, if you look at for example, like the Starcraft like community, there's lots of great live streamers like day nine and like these guys that I think do appeal to an older, crowd even though like some of them are really young you know but I'm not that good to play StarCraft competitively right. <laughs> but I yeah. would definitely sit, sit down and watch it because when you see people that can really play it looks awesome right. you know um, so I think there are um, you know some games and some sort of I, I would say kind of genres too because I think RTS and, and like MOBAs are more well suited to I'll sit down and watch a full game of like you know of like uh, league league or or Dota or like something like that because you know it's just really cool to watch something that you know that you can't do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like watching a, a football game, man. I mean, it's it's yeah. it, it's it's entertainment at that point. You know, it 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 uh, takes you out of the place of where you're at, and now you're just watching a broadcaster who's commentating on how he's playing. And then, like you said, with Dota, you can look at the map and you're like, oh man, they're about to attack from the North. And it's just like watching the Patriots right. play like, oh, that's about to be an interception in yeah, minute exactly. now, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that's what makes Twitch so good. And uh, like you said, you could just watch it whenever you want. I can watch it while I'm at work. I can live vicariously through other people. But, um, yep. but also like you said, Cleve, I can't sit and watch it all day. Like I can't, watch like a whole stream and and i think right now i think the market is just saturated right it's just saturated with people and um i think it's more for personal personal use for like us friends so like on my xbox live friends or my ps4 friends i'm gonna post something just like you posted yesterday how you just kick somebody's butt in ufc that was that was was texas
0: boy by the way
2: was that? Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that on stream? Oh,
2: Dropping names. I'm sorry. Did I say Did that when I names, beat that ass right. Texas
0: boy? Beat that ass.
2: I haven't. <laughs> I haven't talked to Texas in so. long. It's been a minute. Long. I'm sorry. Y'all. No worries. But a little, little bit of reminiscing, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. inside baseball. Nah, that's that's the old Merc Clan crew. That's the old clan. Oh boy. Oh, but (laughs) anyway, but I mean, stuff like that when it's just for us, because I mean, I remember playing Killer Instinct when I was a kid, and like, you'd be sitting there with your boy trying to do an ultra, like, just stand still, stand still, don't move, don't move, (laughs) and I'm trying to do an ultra combo, and you can't do it, and then your boy leaves. And then you're there on your Nintendo playing by yourself. You do an ultra combo ultra oh, and
0: man. nobody's around.
2: <laughs> and and at this moment, you can call up your boy. Oh, Cicero, Khalif Sharif. I just finished the ultra. Whatever, man. Show me. All right. Come over tomorrow. I'm going to show you. And you can't do it. Again. <laughs> you know, But, but now, but now I can sit on my couch and say, Xbox, record that. Boom. It's yeah, just recorded just, the last like 20, 30 Paul. seconds. Yeah, exactly. I can't front. Yeah, but he's not going to turn my Xbox off. Mm-hmm. He- <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I did, I did have
0: a, a really weird amount of pleasure having brought Leafy Green, who is my character, on every, every, every game that I can make a character who, who I can make look like me. I call them Leafy Green, and I bring them to, to the prominent places that they need to go. So, so when, so when I'm rocking the light heavyweight belt in UFC with Leafy Green and I take the title back to the millions and no, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, I get that. I get that. It's, it's one of those kind of cool things that we have now as. Uh, gamers that we can kind of lean on. I- I'm still trying to find the appeal. Maybe I'm just the old fart on the lawn.
2: I, But you know what, Cleve? I think it's one of those things. You make it whatever you want to make it. Mm. Like you've got your younger crowd that is making it into something that's just super saturated, something that we don't want to listen to. But for us, you know, the older crowd, we can, you know, show our friends what we're doing how we kicked your butt you know how i just got that shotgun kill from around the corner and i mean we're turning it into our own thing and i think that's what twitch is you turn it into what you want to turn it into Mm -hmm. versus it has to be this because as soon as you put that in a container then it's been marketed for just that and then that's not fun anymore but you let me do whatever i want with it you know Hey, I'm having a ball. That's a, that's that's an awesome it's, point. It's great a great point. point. Great point.
0: Great um, point. I think. I mean, I think that rolls into kind of what we. Uh, the next topic is um, Phil Fish, who friend of the internet and friend of uh, <laughs> all people on Twitter. If you don't know who Phil Fish is, he is the creator of Fez, uh, an amazing game that I love. Um, I Think is actually one of the best games to come out in the past ten years. Uh, but he has issues with uh, using the Internet <laughs> and he gets in trouble a lot on the Internet. Uh, so he basically was asked about how YouTube and things should be used when it comes to people and their, uh, developers, uh, the connection between developers and YouTubers, basically how, how that should work. And he said that he thought and I'm going to read this from I'm going to read his actual quote. Uh, he said, "Youtubers should have to pay a huge portion of their revenue to the developers from which they steal all their content. Ad revenue should be stream- uh, should be shared with developers. This should be built into the YouTube. Anything else is basically piracy." He said, "If you generate money from putting my content on your channel, you owe me money. Simple as that. And if you buy a movie, are you are you then allowed to stream that entirely to the public for people to watch for free? No, because that's illegal. So systems are in place to prevent that. But buy Fez, put all put all of it on the on YouTube all you want." Turn on ads, make money from that, and that's totally fine. He says, and the developer should in no way be compensated for their work being freely distributed, uh, to the world. Right. That makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird kind of way to look at it. I totally get it. I was having conversations with, with folks online about this, uh, today because there are lots of versions of right and lots of versions of wrong when it comes to that kind of particular stance. Um, you know what are we what are we gonna say about people who are able to generate money like a PewDiePie or a KSI for games that they didn't really have any involvement in, but are creating their own versions of content using someone else's work? Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, I agree.
2: Oh, go ahead, Tree, for my I bad. agree with
1: him that I agree with him that developers should get a cut. My 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 main problem is when he says a huge portion. Mm because i i don't i i don't think that should be the case but i definitely i agree that they are making i mean this was the whole thing with nintendo like before they came out with this affiliate thing was that you, you know um like i do agree with him that you know you're making content based on somebody else's content you should and you're getting paid for it you should reimburse some of it back to the developers i think he did it in a classic Phil Fish way of sounding like a horrible person (laughs) and shooting himself in the foot. Um, You know, but, yeah, I I really don't have a problem, um, you know, with uh, his kind of point of them being reimbursed
2: in some way. Darrell, what What do you think? So, I would like to blow that up on a larger scale other than YouTube. I mean, if that's the case, if we're giving this guy money just because somebody else is making money, on his content but he's and we're talking about content as in like i'm either doing a review or i'm you know making gameplay videos but what happens when like playstation magazine features fez and playstation gets more subscribers they get more money but in turn fez now gets more publicity and also gets more buyers i mean does that not work hand in hand uh, you know any news is good news type of thing Inside of YouTube.
0: Right. I mean, I I think that goes to the the last topic when we, and I think Sharif brought that point up is, you know, a lot of these, and this is also a sentiment of some other folks in the industry that I was talking to today, and they were saying, you know, uh, some of these YouTubers and some of these Let's Players and, and streamers are basically doing what PR used to be doing. You know, they're putting out, they're helping to get eyes on games that might not necessarily get those eyes because they already have a built-in audience and those built-in audiences are helping everyone involved to a certain extent. It's it's hard to determine. Uh, I think Rami Ismail actually said something. He was like, should we give, should, should we give a cut to the people who made the OSs because we make games on their OSs? And I was like, hmm, hmm. yeah.
1: See, I I don't get that connection and even the magazine connection that um, you brought up because I just think with games being an interactive medium, putting a video of every single level on it is different from a preview or a review or any of that that stuff. That's where I can understand what Phil is saying. In that aspect, if I put up a 60-part thing of Watch Dogs where I'm going through every single thing, that's where I see his point. I don't see his point with just like... If I'm doing a five minute like review showing snippets of it. Okay, then, then let like me that, come man. back with
2: this then. Alright. Before YouTube was YouTube, before we even had videos and we could just record it because it was just that easy, we had stuff like Game Facts and Game Genie and people yes. would post full sixty pages walkthrough full 60-page walkthroughs of how to beat you know, Final Fantasy 7, which essentially is the exact same thing that we're doing here in YouTube, except we've got video to show. And you're talking fully detailed, and people actually take the time out to write this, to construct it, and make sure it's clear and concisive. And you also have to think, these people are taking the time out to do these 40-minute videos, these 50-minute videos, to show a clear and concisive walkthrough on how to beat it. So... Is this person now, you know, just doing some work for the developer or is he just doing it for himself? I mean, he's helping everybody out, but at the same time showing the game. I mean again, I almost think it's free publicity and it's only it's only making you look better. I mean yeah, it's
0: weird because I and I'm sure this I'm trying to figure out if this actually correlates to to the argument. Um so it's been weird because I've been seeing a lot of people they've been going to Patreon lately, lately. So if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a site where People, if you if they like your work, they can they can basically fund your work through Patreon. You'll have tiers. It's like Indiegogo or Kickstarter, but the money goes directly to you, um, and people do it on a monthly base monthly basis. Um, the 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 idea that the YouTubers, because it kind of goes back into the Twitch idea as well in my head of like, you know, there's a subscribe button to people for people to click if they want to do it on a monthly basis. But there's also like tip jars, and people will give them money when they want. But there's this weird kind of sentiment that when you watch one of these videos or you watch some of the stuff that people are like, if you're not subscribing, you're kind of just lurking and people who lurk aren't necessarily worth the time as much. And it feels like they're not contributing to the community. And like when I talk about the begging for people to be like, hey, subscribe to my stream every time that you come onto the show or subscribe to subscribe to my my thing whenever you get on, give me some money. For content, I'm not necessarily creating. I'm kind of just a put another person in the audience, but I had enough money to kind of get the equipment to do what I'm trying to do. It feels weirdly like, you know, there has to be an in-between somewhere where the people who are like Phil Fish, who are the creators, the people who are also the people who are making content with their work can do something. It feels like Nintendo actually might be ahead of the curve on everybody on this with the affiliate program, right?
1: I think so. I mean, I think their hand was forced. I mean, they were clearly against it. Uh, and like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember when they were going to not let smash brothers, uh, be, uh, used, you, you know, at, at the, uh, fighting game championships. I mean, they've, they've definitely had their hand forced into this. I don't want, I, I definitely don't think they're being this super progressive company in this aspect um but i think that where it is now yeah i think they are a step uh uh ahead of it and the funny thing is i don't think people that stream this i don't think they would mind paying the content i agree like they're doing it because they love the content like as long as it's not see that huge that's why i have a problem with that huge portion because it shouldn't be like crazy i mean like you should still get most of it because you are creating new content you know, but yeah, I, I don't think they would mind giving a little cut to the people that made this game that they love.
0: Like Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I think that's a part of it. It's like you have to it's it's a real it's kind of a difficult thing. It's like a chicken and egg, but it's also just like there's multiple versions of how this could be really good for everybody involved and kinda of shitty on the opposite side too. And so like so many different versions of good and bad in this kind of in this kind of equation. I don't know how to parse it out yet. Going back to Phil Fish there was actually a really cool video that, uh, oh gosh, I forgot who put it up in studios. I believe, uh, we're going to try to see if we can get them on the show because I found, I found this video that they did fascinating. Um, they did basically a small, uh, a small, like, well, I shouldn't say small. It's like a 30 minute video and it's called, this is Phil fish. And it tries to explain <laughs> the cycle of like fame and hate and how to a certain extent, Phil fish, although he can be dickish in some of the things that he has done on the internet doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily deserve all the hate that he gets and I found it to be really, really good. I'm sure that you guys watched it uh yeah. and if you have any thoughts on it, let us know because i'm I'm really excited to hear what you guys think about it. I thought
2: that video was actually really interesting because it almost it almost talks about it the video is almost not about Phil fish that's the thing like even though it says this is Phil fish, mm-hmm. it's more yeah. about the the mob mentality of how we create and evolve what a person is in that limelight and um i i kind of feel a little bad but i mean don't get me wrong he may approach things the wrong way and say the wrong things at the wrong time because he's in the spotlight just like all movie stars and famous people are right. but i mean there's a lot of people that are developers that are doing the same thing that Phil Fisher doing and you know, I hate to say it, but are haters sometimes. <laughs> and and just, you know, impose that that hatred mentality and then it just evolves and, and you know snowballs into this, and then everybody starts, you know, you know, feeding into the mob. And um and I feel bad because I think after it gets to a point, there is no turning back. You know, and um unfortunately I don't see a recovery for Phil, you know, and I'm sorry to say that. It's just like uh, they brought up the um, the reference of Nickelback. Nickelback is not (laughs) uh, a (laughs) band, but it's 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 a a term that we use now for something that does not deserve as much credit as it's getting. Right. You know, and and to, to me, when I say that, that sounds like hating. I mean, you know, that sounds like somebody who would like to be in that place. Yeah, we know
0: how much you love yeah, Nickelback. So that's the reason why I hurt so hard. Sure. You're
2: right. You're right about that, buddy.
1: But, but uh, this is the thing is, I think Phil Fish likes being in this place. Do you think so? I think he's intentionally controversial. Really? Yes. Think of- I think the way he, I don't think it's his opinions, but the way he phrased, like that thing you read, he knows how people are going to react to that. Like, he's not a dumb guy. Like, like, you can have a controversial opinion and present it in a way that, like, people can be like, well, I don't understand that, but I can see where they're coming from. He's, like, inflammatory. I I think he does like being in the conversation, even if it's for, even if it's somebody calling him, like, an asshole.
0: I can agree to that. I mean, like, the video made me feel sympathetic to him. I mean, I'm... I guess it depends on what your baseline is as far as what you think the internet sh- is and can be and should be. Um, You know, I, I try to be very nuanced in some of the ways and in, in most of the ways that I believe things and, and kind of convey them to other people. I, I am kind of sometimes a fire starter uh, and I'm trying to be better at that.
1: You are the fire That's starter. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So,
0: outrageous. yeah, I mean, I, I try to do that. i uh, not try to start fires. I try to not start <laughs> fires. <laughs> uh anymore. Um but the video made me feel sympathetic to him in some of his plight because it feels like like Daryl said, he's at a point of no return now. So it's like him saying anything at this point anything. It could be the most amazing thing. They said they said in the um in the video they were talking about Anna Sarkeesian who does the uh uh women in tropes videos. Uh yeah the feminist frequency yes, stuff uh, feminist fre- frequency stuff. And he, uh, she was getting a lot of hate and he basically came out and said, you know, you're doing great work basically. And no one said anything about that, but anything that he said that he had that incident that he spoke with the, um, that, J- the Japanese, uh, person in the crowd at a, at a conference and said, Japanese games are whack, but they didn't play the whole clip out where they spoke about all the other things that he said that were, you know, more nuanced and more and more managed, manageable. Um, it's hard because everything that you say can be thrown into a, a small clip and 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 make made to make you sound like an asshole, which is why I don't think the Merc Clan should ever stream video games again. <laughs> <laughs> but but I but, but go ahead, I'm sorry. I bro. would,
2: my bad. I I would have to agree with Sharif though, because I mean. I feel like he does know what he's saying right right now. I mean, whenever he makes a comment, it's a planned, strategic comment that he's making. Because the fact is, is if he doesn't say anything else from here on out, he won't be the top of conversation anymore. We won't even talk about it. What are we doing right now? We're talking about Phil Fish. Yeah. We're we're putting phil fish on the map right now again. but i'll say
0: this though so I'll, I'll put it back on the table so we we're all gamers on this podcast right it's a gaming podcast we do well i can speak for myself i like the games that phil fish makes you know i was excited for the idea of, of fez 2 coming out before it got canceled because of all the internet hate that he was getting sure i'm never i'm not going to absolve him of saying that none of the things that he says or does can be dickish or are dickish or you know out of character for what you should be saying in in the terms of discourse. But we also have to, understand, we also can't let the internet off the hook as well. Right. We can't say that the internet doesn't necessarily move some of those things way past the boundary lines of, 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 of civil discourse as well. Right. Absolutely. So it's like this, this, I like, I can't say that Phil fish should never speak again on the internet because that's not fair to him either. Like he's a, he's another, he's another person just trying to make games. Even though he knows that his weight will carry this unnecessary weight, uh, that it does, but we, but like the internet placed that on that. I don't think that necessarily he placed that on himself.
1: I think it's kind of symbiotic, though. I think they kind of feed off of each other. Like the internet loves people to flame, and he likes being in the conversation. That's just, I mean, I'm not saying that's unequivocal fact, but that's how I see it. Is that like they're both kind of living off of each other. I mean, the internet loves trying to tear people down, especially people that put their foot in their mouths, like uh, like uh, he does. Mm-hmm. And he's always gonna have, you know, he can always go back on Fez if anybody ever questions anything gaming related that he did, right. right? Yep. And he'll 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 always be a part of the game industry because of that. And I think because of that, he feels free to express himself, regardless of how it might come out, you know and I do think that, you know, I really do think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I just refuse to believe that like, you know, like a grown man has been in his industry and has done what he's done, does not know how the internet will react to things that he says, especially about things as sensitive as YouTube streaming. Right. I mean, that that's a known flammable issue and he's commenting on it in a way that he knows will, get himself top billing on all these websites
0: yeah and it's in the timing i did find two things kind of interesting is one uh for a long time phil fish's uh twitter icon twitter avatar twitter avi for the young kids uh was andy it was andy kaufman <laughs> and if you've known anything about andy kaufman you know that he was a person who liked to stir, stir the pot just for the sake of stirring the pot Um, and two, I do find it really interesting that the video came out maybe a day before day or two before he had this particular, uh, quote about YouTubers. So maybe it is, maybe it is more symbiotic than I, than I'm, than I'm hoping it is. And maybe it's a little bit more than it needs to be. But I also wonder just how much, you know, the idea of internet fame, you know, cause it could be one of us one day, like Reef, you have like 7,000 podcasts. So it's like. You can be online one day and someone be like your reef, your reef is a, is a person who kicks puppies, and it, that was yeah. weird. <laughs> but 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 that's fine. I mean, as content
1: creators, we put ourselves out there and we have to take criticism. But I am not gonna reply like with some super inflammatory thing unless I want to be known for that. Yeah, and exactly. I want that to be my persona, and I want people to, you know, it's it's like when people talk to athletes. Like they go to certain athletes after games, like so, uh, Ron Artest. What do you think about this? <laughs> you know, uh, like like they go to people that are gonna say provocative things. I feel like he set himself up as this character that people will go to for for provocative things, and he'll say them unprompted too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I mean, hey, if if that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But that's definitely how I see it. I don't see him as this empathetic figure. At you didn't all.
0: have any sympathy for him after that? Not really. No. But, cold Zeiss. Puppies in your but, cold Zeiss.
2: but the thing is, is we don't know what's going on in phil fish's head i mean you know he said he's gonna stop production on fez two. um is that because of the internet and and what they've said or did he just use the internet as excuse just not to do it i mean and like he said everything's planned he's probably thinking about it he knows what he's about to type right before you hit enter you can reread what you say Hit send, and it's live on the internet. I mean, it's just not coming out of his mouth live into a microphone. He knows what he's saying, well, s- and he's aware of well, it. Well,
0: I'll say this. Phil Fish, if you want to come on spawn on me and talk about <laughs> whatever it is you want to talk about, I will welcome you with open arms, and we can talk about Fez 2, and then we can have Blur do the, the cinematics for it.
2: No, let's talk about Euro Truck
0: Driver. Fuck no. Get Phil Fish Fuck no. Not on yes. this We podcast. talk about Euro
2: Truck Driver s- or Goat Simulator. Shitty ass
0: game. Spin tires. <laughs> I need a Euro
1: Truck mashup with the crew. Like, like, make, make that happen.
0: Uh, hell no. I, that's an, that's another thing. I'm too old to like <laughs> fucking car simulators. And I was watching somebody play Spin Tires the other day. I was like, this is some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is
1: dumb. This, there's, like, a bus one. <laughs> you know what? Because you know what the weird <laughs> thing is? is like,
0: I like, like, when they do all, like, the, um, uh, what the hell? Fuck, I just remembered it. Like, the, the engine Unreal 4. Jesus Christmas. So, like, when they do those Unreal Engine demos and they show, like, meat, the meat cube. And they, like, mm-hmm. put water on the meat cube and, like, shoot shoot the meat cube and stuff like that. I love physics stuff like that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I tried to watch somebody play spin tires and get stuck in the mud. And I was like, this is some dumb shit. (laughs) It's so dumb.
2: Somebody created the most perfect uh, simulator game. And I thought it was great. And it was, it was almost enough just for me to buy it, but it was a first person. It wasn't a shooter, but pretty much you're a janitor who cleans up after (laughs) the unreal game what like oh yeah and 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 you were the janitor cleaning up all the giblets the bullets and all the blood so the next person can play the game so so you need to send me a link for that
0: you need to send me a link for it i will put it in the show notes because that sounds ridiculous I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. I mean, it,
2: it's games like that or like the um that operator game that oh, like um, surgeon simulator. Yeah. Sur- surgeon yeah, simulator. surgeon simulator. simulator. It's it's so out there that it's fun and it may just be for 15-20 minutes. Right. But it, it's enough to just get a good laugh and have a good time, it's, you know.
1: I had a lot of fun with Surgeon Simulator.
0: You know what? <laughs> we didn't talk about this in the Steam sale segment, but that's one of the games I need to go buy on the Steam sale. Because <sighs> yeah, I keep is. forgetting to buy once,
1: it. Once you get to, like, doing it in the ambulance, and you're hitting bumps and your stuff up flying all over the place. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, it is so crazy.
0: Yeah and then like you're in
1: space. Oh, see it's okay. Awesome.
0: Just uh, look. I need uh, this should be a game bell on this out. podcast every time I go buy something on the Steam sale. <laughs> uh, all right. So the last story of the night of episode 19 is uh another another game another story about people buying games and selling games. Uh so this video game collector sold his collection off. He had the lar- largest collection in the world on the planet and he sold it for 750k. That's craziness. Like how many? He had eleven thousand. I think he had over eleven thousand games, or something, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Damn! Yeah. Like where do you? That is a lot of money. He was like a walking GameStop. Well, not a walking GameStop, but he basically had like a GameStop over time in his house. <laughs> I'm like he had the boxes. Yeah. Too, like I wonder how much of that stuff he collected over the years. Just like I need to buy this, or if he was like, I'm just gonna buy every game that I can possibly think of. Like how many of those games did he actually like when he bought or did he just buy them because he was like I want to have a big collection? I don't know.
1: I bet it started as him actually liking the games and then after a while he was just
0: like you know I I'd be interested in in like how that I would happened. like to talk to him and just find out what his motivation was or or if he just or maybe he was just a hoarder.
1: Well, I I am kind of mad though that I feel like right before he sold it he literally could have created um God, what was that video game game show where you ran through the thing at the end and you stuck oh, the to, yes. to the Velcro? I know what you're like talking about. Stuck oh. games to like your yes. head. Like I was watching
0: back. that like two months ago. Like he
1: should have. Re- he should have recreated that <laughs> in, in his little. Uh, I was like, it was He's called like, oh, Power. I, something. I got a ColecoVision vision on my ass. Nice.
0: <laughs> it Let's
3: was go. like Power something, and I had a do- yeah, I had a dude with a ter-
0: had like a do with terrible <laughs> Cosby yeah. sweaters on. And he, he used to yeah, host yeah. it. Oh, it was so bad. And you can tell that he was a little bit too old to be around children. <laughs> like, you can tell he didn't if like they kids. had Mr. Rogers, he could be No, nah, but Jay. but you can tell, like, dude didn't really like kids. And he was like, this is my first job in television. <laughs> you can tell he was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was, like, whispering that little kid, shut up.
2: <laughs> See, the one thing I would like to ask that dude who sold his his collection. Video his Power. Video power, power. That's it. Oh, video man, it came power. on right after... Uh, was it Knights of the Hidden Temple? Something ah, I forgot. But um, why did that dude sell it? Like that's one. That's the question I want to know. You hold on to this for so long. What made you sell it? Was his wife? Was it his wife? Did he had to pay his kids college fund? Because I feel like this. If you've got a collection, yes, it will accumulate. It'll you know have value. And yes, you could sell it. But why sell it? I mean, I'm starting to get into a very very expensive uh hobby myself right now and I'm starting to collect sculptures. Oh okay. And I'm starting to collect like huge like mock up sculptures. Like the first one that I was able to add was um King Kong versus V Rex, a Weta sculpture. And this thing is like fifty pounds. Mm. And nice. right now it's more just the feeling of having it, owning it and knowing that that you know it's yours. You know, it's like this this little bit of accomplishment. So I wonder if he got the satisfaction for selling it. You know, I mean he was a world of course he got the money. He was a
0: world record holder. He had, he's like gleefully holding this this plaque from the from Guinness. And it was like, you are the person with the biggest video game collection in the world.
2: It's Guinness, Guinness. Come on, man. Dude, you could go through Guinness right now and be like, has somebody ever done this? No, Okay, Call him up. Call him up. <laughs> We're about to set a Guinness World Record right now.
0: <laughs> so that so that brings me to a couple of questions. One, because one, now that you brought that up, one, what would be your thing that you would want to go in the Guinness World Book Record for?
2: Oh my gosh! And two, you know, what? and
0: two, is there a game that you really, really miss that you either sold, lost, or gave away that you wish you had back?
1: Oh,
2: absolutely! Oh, that's oh yeah, absolutely. All right, um,
0: you can answer either question in whatever order you want. All right,
2: all right. I'm gonna answer. The game that I wish I still had because I remember playing this in my grandmother's basement on the hard ass floor. I had a Nintendo and I had track and field with the game pad on the ground. The one you actually had to run on. Yes. Nice. So, and the funny thing is, is like you'd play track and field and you'd have to run and you weren't really doing a running motion. You were just doing like knee highs or something. <laughs> You're just going, ah! You're like, oh, I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you! And I miss that so much, just because it was just that—that that nostalgia. That was the first interactive game that I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really got you and into that it. That game would work you out. When you think about it, Nintendo's been doing this for a long time. They've been—they've yeah, been making you a part of the game for a very it was long. It's like gyro,
1: Yeah, I still never beat Cheetah. In <laughs> I beat him like without cheating.
0: I had Ooh. to cheat. That's the only <laughs> way I could beat him. You hear, you hear that internet? Sharif Jackson cheats in video game. Nah,
1: I had like my little kid legs, man. Come on, man. I, I, I <laughs> did you not? Did you anymore. not hear
0: Daryl in the beginning of the show? In in minute like ten, exactly. he was like, "Excuses are just excuses." <laughs> I was just I like was, that.
1: I was like three foot two at the time, man. It was it was it was, it was not happy. <laughs>
0: Uh, what about what about you what was what would be that game or that or that guinness world book record that you could break
1: oh man i would say a record that i could probably break is probably um the longest time the longest uh super nintendo super mario kart uh win-loss record in battle match so let me explain so when you start the battle mode, right, it shows your wins and losses until you turn it off, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so my brother and I would play and then leave the system on, go to school, come back, and play because we didn't want to reset <laughs> the <laughs> win-loss record. And we did that for, I mean, it had to be at least a week. Oh, your parents were
0: pissed. Um, they were like, what is all this goddamn electricity?
1: <laughs> I mean, they didn't know. you know. They, I, I mean, like, as long as you turn the TV off... <laughs> <laughs> and you like kind of cover up like the little light that little comes from light, the system. Yeah. I mean you are good, you know. So so uh, so uh, yeah. But between that, because we would also d- do that with um, oh, I forgot which Mortal Kombat it was that let you do, l- 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 like the um eight on eight like uh, tournaments. Oh where, yeah, where, like uh, you kill mm-hmm. like one guy and the next guy just jumps in. I think it's Mortal Kombat. I 2. think so we did the same thing with that. We would just keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> I mean, just, just insanely long periods. Oh my of time. God. Um, so I might have some Guinness records for that. Um, in terms of games that I wish that I didn't get rid of, um, I'd, I would say probably, um, blaster master for the Nintendo. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, one. boy. Um, it was a really fun game, but it was really difficult. And, you know, I mean, I mean, most games were difficult back then, but for some reason that game would just frustrate me. And I remember, I, you know, I don't know what happened to it. It just, I feel like the gaming gods just swooped through and said, you don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it would just go on. Like, I don't know if like somebody stole it or or it got thrown out by accident or what, but the game just just vanished. Um, and, you know, I, I went back and played it over emulator in like college or like something and man, it's, it's a it's amazing that that game even came out in the 8-bit era it was fairly uh complex for for what for what was out at the time
0: damn so. that's wow i remember that game that game was so good that was such a good game yeah um peace to sunsaw peace to saw. Mm-hmm. um i think for my guinness world record i would like to have the most Hellraiser puzzle boxes, <laughs> which is really random, but I love the movie Hellraiser. I'm a big horror movie fan. Uh, shout out to Graveyard Sis out on Twitter for for doing what they do on the on the horror side. Um, and for my game I liked weird games when I was young. I liked a lot of weird old people ass games. Like on the Sega Master System, there was a game called Parlor Games. Oh yeah. And oh, I used really? to love playing darts on the par- <laughs> Games. Such an old man. Hey, mama, let's play some shuffle Hey,
1: that's a murder simulator. That's what like it is. Like, mama, you still,
0: you still got cribbage. Games. I like cribbage, mama. Dude, i'm an old ass man uh that game
1: i mean you were talking about the horror games i thought you were going to mention like ghost house or something which was an awesome I'm... sega game card oh snap
0: i remember oh, that God. wow that. i totally remember that
1: yeah my, yeah my ghost house was
0: oh, a joint. Shit, i remember ghost house ghost that was good um wow uh that game uh the leg- legend of kage people used to Oh, yeah. People are like That's Legend right. of Cage. Yeah. That is wrong. That is not the way you say it. It is Cage, <laughs> Uh, and also, um, Dick Tracy. what is you <laughs> I- <laughs> Dick Tracy. Oh, no. Wow. I forgot the game. Um, Bayou Billy. Oh, are you can't Yo, me, Bayou man? Billy was the shit. Cause he had, cause he I, had this, he had this <laughs> shitty ass kick that just looked like a big ass triangle when his leg went out. It didn't even look like a kick. It just looked like a big triangle. It's like just morphed into a triangle. What were you gonna say, Ray?
1: I'll tell you what. Not only did I think that Bayou Billy sucked <laughs> as a game, but I used to have one of those books that was like you know a hundred gaming tips or uh-huh. whatever, like a paperback book, and they had all the games in like alphabetical mm-hmm. order. Yep. So the first couple games were two games I did not like: Adventure Island and Adventures of Bayou Billy. And every time I opened that book, I was like, "Both these freaking games! I'm gonna rip these pages out (laughs) and just get right to something awesome like Adventures of Lolo. It was a good game. Screw these other. So again,
2: let me go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me ask you guys this: Do you guys remember the game Krusty's Funhouse? Yes, it was like a it was a puzzle game. Yes, and you had to like you had to like take the mice and get them to the exit. Yeah, and I remember great. playing it. And like you said, you used to have those like really big books that came out like every three months, every yeah. three to six months. It would come out with like a Game Genie or a Game Shark book. And you'd have to like look into it for the code. Like I remember going to the video store just to look in the book. <laughs> just like <laughs> open it up. You flip it open. Look at the page. You're like, okay, that's it. Up, down, up, down. A, B, B, up, down. Okay, cool. Sweet. I got it. I got it. I got you it. Remember,
0: you used to have paper back then. You couldn't even do that. with, with You had yep. no camera
2: phone. I had to print out walkthroughs for Final Fantasy
0: VII. Dude. (laughs) Dude, I used to go, there was a, there was a spot in the Bronx called the Q Lounge. And it was like the only place that was like an actual pool hall and had an arcade. And I used to go there every day after school because like right on the way to my house. With printed out pages of fatalities for Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh yeah, oh I definitely had printed out like. Oh fatalities. my god! Oh, yeah. yep. And the
0: people used to bitch and moan about you having your fatality papers because you used to have it on the freaking screen. I <laughs> don't
3: give a damn. Because you're like, yo, I, I got nowhere to put this. It's
0: not like you were cool and had like uh, uh, <laughs> flashcards. <laughs> you know well, what's like weird about or that or is like. Back like
2: in games now you press pause like how many times do you play the game with a family member or a friend it's like hold on a second pause move list super, <laughs> move, super move super move and then they click yeah. to it I mean you remember when Mortal Kombat's like fatalities weren't even known people were just yeah. discovering them you yeah. had to figure like, them out yeah. yeah you'd go to an arcade and somebody would do a move they'd be like <gasps> yeah oh, you that. just ripped his head out through his ass <laughs> you know and then that'd be it and then if you do like some like cheap Raiden fatality, which was just hold back for like three seconds and then forward high punch. You're like, That's weak. Get off the That stance. was the
0: worst. That was the worst. As a Raiden <laughs> lover, that was the worst freaking fatality.
2: But if you didn't know any fatalities, that was it. He was like, I got this. Took up the goal. Yeah.
1: I remember, like, we used to have people that would stand by, watch other people play, and come in and do the fatality. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. Like, I remember. Oh that. my God. I you're remember so that. right.
1: It was like fatality Yo, to you so
0: right. <laughs>
2: Yo, I remember I, that. that used to be the worst. Yeah, I had a cousin. He he made me pay him a quarter to learn every fatality. <laughs> <laughs> it was too funny. I remember that. I'm like, dude, you got to teach me Molina's uh, fatality, the one where she spin kicks, jumps in the air, and then like just does a little powerful dances. See, and this is this is a this quarter. is how black on this is how black owned businesses start. <laughs> this is This is, <laughs> an entre- this is, this is the entrepreneurial
0: was. spirit at work. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. So, oh my God, that's so funny. That's so many memories. I think we're gonna have to rename this one the "Old Ass" Old Ass Cast because it was like old a lot ass. of old people memories on this one. And we're gonna. You remember that? Uh huh. <laughs> you remember that fatality? Oh God! Shit, that was a great episode, y'all. I'm really happy you guys were on. That was a lot of fun. W- I had a lot of. Fun. That was a blast. Yeah, man, good that stuff. Was, that was a mean. raiding blast to the face. Wow! Really. <laughs> Yeah, I think we wow, got really the same idea. Yeah, did
1: the same
3: Oh time, my
0: God, there's going to be somebody at home who has no eardrum after that one, I'm going to have to fix the levels on that so bad. Um, Reef, uh, thank you for being on this show. Please let people know where they can find you. Give them all your social media business.
1: Sure. Uh, so, my science blogs at shreefjackson.com or sciencelooksgood.com. Post about science stuff, make it fun for you. Images, text, all that good stuff. Um, check out the hashtag Science Looks Good on Twitter, uh, where I'm also at Sharif Jackson. Um, and check out my podcast, Operation Cubicle at OperationCubicle.net, where we talk about um, corporate life from a black geeky perspective and also have the Rhyme Right shows where we talk about a little bit about hip hop. So last couple, we talked about Pharaoh Monk's PTSD album. That was a great episode. Man. Um, and Karis One's Sneak Attack album from you know early in the 2000s. So. Um, and I'm basically like Sharif Jackson everywhere else, Facebook, uh, whatever other sites like Google Plus, all that stuff. So, check So I'm
0: waiting. I'm waiting for rhyme Wright episode. The youngsters. The youngsters. Yeah, I want you to do the mother effing youngsters.
1: Cruise pop is the hip hop
0: pop. That's the, pop. yo, and they mm-hmm. had a freaking. They had a, a a Street Fighter part in their video. I remember that. That was so dope anyway uh (laughs) daryl please if you have any social media business can you let people know where Um, to find you
2: i don't have too much but if you get if any of you artists want to ask any questions actually i will be doing a critique on cg society next month me and a few other employees at blur um I'll I'll give Khalif the info. He can link you guys a little bit later. But I believe it'll be uh, mid next January. So if you not January, but July. Um, if you're an animator, if you're a character model, a rigger, or any of that, and you want to show your portfolio, come check us out. Ask any questions. It's free to sign up. Um, check me out on LinkedIn, Daryl Johnson. It'll uh, D A R R Y L. I wish I had something all prepared like Sharif. Like you guys got these awesome <laughs> check me out at hashtag cool man52. You know, and I'm like, all I've got is, cool man, you know, I've got a Facebook. Two. Um, I still rock the yahoo.com. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, just 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 hit me up. I have no problem talking to anybody. I'm not I'm not all bougie if anything i want other people like me to know what's going on because the biggest thing that i asked was i wish i knew this stuff and uh if there's any way that i can help please feel free to ask me
0: word that's super dope um and, and that's actually really cool that you you guys and the, the folks from blur are doing that i think that's one of the best ways to kind of have people you know put their metal up and say hey this is what i'm doing and can you help me with it so that's really cool absolutely um our social media business is uh usually I have cicero to do this wow it feels weird me doing it uh i miss you cicero anyway uh the spawnpointblog.com is the site uh at spawn on me is the twitter uh account at spawn on me i'm sorry at spawn Point blog is also the one for the, sh- for the site uh at kajakins is the one for me personally where you can hear me talk about bacon uh <laughs> uh, at stubby stan is cicero's uh twitter account where you can talk to him about all things chicago why uh ketchup is not allowed on the chicago dog and why he loves uh, xbox as much as he does um and you can hear us on itunes stitcher we're trying to move to podomatic uh but our brother is broke so we ain't got no money for that and uh swell radio we are also on swell radio uh, and you can kind of hear us uh, every Monday uh, whenever you turn on your important devices that you listen to podcasts and not music uh, because that's what no, none of the young people do. That's not what they do. Uh, and you can hear us every week. And this is Spawn on Me Cast, this is episode 19. We're happy to have you and we like that you listen to us. And we are really happy that you have been pushing real hard and trying to get us into places and, and shouting us out and getting us tweets and followers and all that good stuff. So. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will say peace.
2: Peace out, people. Peace.
0: Peace. I
2: feel like Eric being Rakim. <laughs> <laughs> ready? ready, Rakim? Yeah. Peace, <laughs> peace, peace. <laughs> <laughs>